Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, this is the 12th episode of the designfootball.com podcast. My name is Jay, I'm the resident blogger on designfootball.com. Today I will be talking to John Devlin, who is an author, graphic designer, and someone who renders football kits very, very well. Always relevant, John Devlin. Hi John, how are you? Hello Jay, I'm not bad, thanks. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm okay, not too bad. Good, um, good. Okay, we're talking about the new England kit. We have to talk about the new England kit. Um, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, my initial thoughts, I always make this problem of actually saying what my initial thoughts are. And I think with any kit as potentially groundbreaking as this, you need to kind of digest it a bit and need to let it settle before you can kind of give your initial thoughts. But my initial thoughts after all of that, in terms of the look, the look of the shirt, it's very, very different, but it's very, very fresh. I like it, and I still feel it looks it looks kind of like England. It's not the traditional England that we know and that, and what the fans know, but it has that feel to it. And I think it's a, I think it looks good. I think it looks good. But again, I think that's when we see it in action, that will give us a better idea of how it's shaping up. Yeah, I I do think that we've talked before about at what point should you evaluate what a kit looks like and mm. being worn on the pitch is is a decent starting point i think if you if that's where you're you're saying yeah. okay well, i've seen launch images i've seen leaks um i maybe even own the shirt because that's possible as well sometimes you can own the shirt before it's actually worn on the pitch but actually you should be um evaluating it when you see think, the players wearing it that's right i think seeing it in context is really important and in fact context is that the whole context of this kit is is what's kind of giving me trouble with it what's giving me turmoil um <laughs> we would no doubt we'll talk about this but yeah it's it's seeing it in action and it how it fits into england football culture and and kind of football kit culture worldwide i think yeah uh if you don't know what we're talking about or you haven't seen this kit certainly uh that's probably where you need to be at so uh it'll be on footballshirtculture.com at some point, it'll probably be on the notes of the screen now, so you can probably just click through to that uh, that new story to see the kit if you haven't seen it. But just to quickly describe it, uh, white shirt with sky blue sleeves, uh, white shorts, and red socks. Um, those are the 
that's sort of the headlines on the on the kit. Would you agree, John? Yeah, with with royal, obviously kind of royal blue trim on the on the shirt and shirt mm. and shorts. Yeah. So my initial thought was, and I've actually told people this, so I've got to go and retract that. I actually thought that the sleeves design it's like a raglan sleeve, so it comes up to the up to, onto the shoulders as that's well, right, yeah. and onto um, the neck, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my initial thought was this sky blue was caused by very thin royal blue stripes in the same way as on a you sometimes have a very tight checkered shirt uh mm. in red and white and it will look pink so i thought that was what they had done here but actually when you look at the close-up pictures of the of the shirt it is actually sky blue isn't it that is right it, isn't it it is well i think they're calling it isn't it not not ice is it ice blue i think is the original the official color although funny enough if you look um look at all different images that are online already on it it's very difficult to get the kind of the blue the same shade in all the different images so it's going to be one of those ones that's a difficult color to pin down i'm not saying we're going to go down that internet web you know sensation is it a gold dress or is it a white dress it's not going to be like that but i think the blue is varying from shot to shot as far as i can see yeah the other thing with um that sort of effect and i i don't know if they've considered it and i don't know if it if it really matters anymore whether it was something that happened with CRT TVs and rather than sort of plasma or whatever the new TVs are, LCD or whatever they are. But you, when you have thin lines together like that, doesn't it cause strobing? So Yeah, it's, and it's similar. It's actually like if you, um, if you, I guess it's the same, if you scan something that's been printed properly, you get like a moiré effect where the, 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 the pattern's so tight and it's so close that it actually kind of distorts, doesn't it? Mm. So, so that could uh, be behind it. Yeah, I don't... I, but I, I, I don't know whether that's intentional, whether they want that effect or whether they've not considered that effect, but that is something that's happened. Uh, just something else I want to point out about it. Um, Scotland and England both have raglan sleeves mm. and mm. Not, not something that's associated with either. And they've had them at the same time. And, and of course, having contrasting colours on the sleeves as well, which mm. is the, the, big, the big thing. I mean... It, there's there's so much to talk about it with this England shirt, and it's really funny why England shirts are always such a massive talking point in the kit world. But I, I don't know if you've seen though, Jay. I think the the um, response to the shirt has been absolutely appalling. I mean, nobody, very well, very very few people are singing its praises. It's it's potentially a, a problem for Nike, I th- I think, because it's so universally hated. The, I have trouble with the the term universally, so I. I know, I'm very aware that we live in a world where we listen to each other, sort of an echo chamber, where we listen to each other and and we go, oh, all right, okay, so these people, so you, you've said that and Dennis Hurley said that, so that's the the common consensus. Uh, is it from kit geeks or is it from people who aren't interested in kits, which is probably more important in terms of sales? I think it seems to be from the the general England fans, and mm. there's there's a massive backlash now calling for the return of Umbro, and you know even people calling for the return of Admiral, which is is unlikely to be honest. It's um it's really interesting, and I think that's what's causing me so many problems with this kit because I look at it again now as we're talking, and really it's oh, I don't know I'm gonna stick my neck out. I think it's gorgeous. It looks fantastic. Mm. The shirt looks great. The colours look good. The questions come from when you say, "Well, is it an England shirt?" Mm-hmm. And then, and what does it mean for the rest of football kit design at the moment when they've they've so blatantly disregarded what people want to see on an England shirt? They're giving them they're not giving the people what they want, and it's that kind of that angle 
it is it's unsettling for me. I don't quite know what's what's happening there. Why are they doing that? Um, yeah, I know it's something I w- wanted to bring up later, but you've you've sort of jumped ahead, and I I like that about you, uh, John. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, the uh, <laughs> um, it's the idea that England haven't been provided a kit from Nike because we'll talk about the other kits that have come out recently as well the new nike yeah. ranges they they haven't been provided with a kit they haven't des- uh, nike haven't designed them a kit what has actually happened is england have been allocated a colorway of mm. nike's new design i i i can't see pa- past that do you, do you understand what i mean so instead I of do. instead of um it's it's a bit uh tail wagging the dog do you think in it's a yeah it's a phrase i use a lot i mean Again, it's like a whole myriad of emotions. When I first saw the Kurt shirt, I thought, oh, it looks great. looks good. Oh, crikey. It doesn't look very England. People aren't going to like it. Mm. And then you think, actually, do you know what? There is something about it that sort of, you know, says England. Then you realise that it's essentially a templated design, that all of Nike's other um, international teams will be wearing it. Mm. And then that throws up even more questions. And it's it, it became, the situation becomes maybe we look into these things too much but it becomes quite unsettling doesn't it do you know what i mean by that yeah uh it what my initial thought when i first saw the kits and there's some of the marketing terms are just brilliant but i'll get onto that in a second but Mm. it's actually true the marketing this time there's actually some substance to it which which is is quite interesting but we say template and when we say template sometimes we mean like a graphical pattern so in this case we might mean contrast raglan sleeves but in terms of template really it's the construction of the kits now the construction of the kits those all do seem identical and i think the reason why they are identical is because nike have said tech is all important for this release tech is we we're sort of at the optimum level of providing the players with the best possible performance technology they could be wearing um, and if you look, and actually, if people who are, who are criticising this shirt for the way it looks, if you if you read up on it and delve into that further, it is it is quite clear reading between the lines that it is technology that's driving this shirt. And, and I mean, that's been the case with sportswear for years, but more so than ever before, the technology is pushing what they're doing with this particular one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I spoke to Jason Lee recently, and I. As I always will, I brought up um, I brought up base layers. We'll talk about this in a bit more depth later. But his answer to me was that the future is, or something. Um, I think he volunteered this information. I don't know if it was. Maybe I asked <laughs> him what the future ha- held, and he said, "Well, you like base layers, so listen to this." And he said that the base layer will become the only layer. Now yeah. that that blew my mind, but I think that's. That's certainly the premise here, that that this is now the shirt is now the base layer, and it's all about this weave thing. Weave, or yeah. Nike are calling it a knit, and some places it's a tight knit, and then other places it's looser, which allows, mm. and it's called vapor or something. I think vapor means the sweat coming out and then flying away. Well, I think they're calling the whole range of kits the, the kind of the vapor vapor kits. And they, they're yeah. using this Aero Swift technology, which is a new a new weave, if you like. Um, so a new synthetic weave that's uh, they've developed, and of course, seemingly they're very very proud of it. It has all the extra 
10% lighter, you know. But I said the other day, surely shirts must be in the negative, they must be weighing negative amounts now. They must be, surely. Like defying like some sort of black hole or something, I don't know. Because they seem to be getting lighter and lighter. They can't disappear, can they? Or maybe they can, I, I don't know. I, I, I could just imagine, like, a manager at Nike whipping the designers and saying, make it lighter. It needs, right. yeah. needs to go right. negative. Negative it before need, the 2020 or something. It needs to wick sweat 20% faster than the last one wicked sweat, you know. <laughs> and of course, I, I don't know about you, I mean, when I've spoken to, to designers before, they're very passionate about these stats and the fact that it does all this stuff. But to the layman, you can't help thinking, hmm, is this a load of cobblers? I mean, really, is that what... Does it make such a difference? I I'm, don't know. I'm the reason why I'm convinced by it a little bit more than usual, and I'll probably I want to like I'll keep this podcast in saying five years time. I want to listen back and just go, what an idiot he was. He actually believed it <laughs> that time. But the because Jason had said all of this stuff, he had talked about you now he there is a, a precedent which is the Paris Saint Germain shirt from this season, the third shirt, which I think right. is them sort of dipping their toe into this maybe and the black one the black one yeah and that's all very structured much more than all the other nike shirts this season okay Uh, well it's it's part of a range i think maybe but it's a little bit more structured than the other ones in that in that third kit range and i think maybe that's that was them testing it out and then they've gone okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna go full steam ahead Mm. with this new thing so like the sleeves are very tight that's like right because uh, a, a lot of the blurb that Nike is saying is that it's not it's not like a base layer that it's skin tight all the way. I think, as you said, yeah. it, it's tight on certain areas. But didn't Umbro do this with <laughs> their, oh, what was it, 2009-2010 kits? Didn't they look really closely at how the fit of the shirt and, and they didn't, they had twisted seams and all sorts of stuff, didn't they? Do you remember that? Yeah, so the 2009 one had it and... That was the the one that we lord as like the one of the greatest football shirts ever. The, is it the second best football shirt ever? Was that right? I think Something it was. Something like that. I think. Yeah. But then and, it was the red away, wasn't it? Remember when, yeah. when we went up to Manchester and yeah. they were so looking th- at how players wore it in action, weren't they? And really and really molding the elbows and molding the the sleeves based on that. Yeah. This. So this does seem. And at the time, I listened to it and went, "Okay." I didn't. I didn't really buy it. Because it it didn't it didn't ring true in in the same way it was like so all we've like one of the things they said was all we've done is is use seven pieces of fabric for this so there's specially mm-hmm. shaped bits of fabric and then but then there was like two tidy bits of fabric that they had to put in so it was like interlocked <laughs> like a football so it was like a the what was the was it sixteen uh I can't remember there was a there was a a type of football, 18 panel football or something, which was yeah. like a mitre delta, and it was very cleverly structured, so it made this sphere, and then Adidas have taken that on over the last 20 years for the World Cup balls. But it was very si- similar to that, but then it was like, oh no, but then we had to put in these tiny little bits of fabric just to sort out this bit. And it was like, did you, or is, is it just marketing? <laughs> yeah. it's, but this this seems to be in that vein. And but it, but you, sorry, Jay, I'll keep interrupting you tonight. No, that's fine. You, what you have to say is far more interesting to people listening. <laughs> no. so don't worry about gonna, that. I was just going to say that all that marketing stuff about it being lighter, does that does that count for anything for the bloke that wears it down the pub when the you know, Euro 2016 games are on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's And, of course, that's where... This is what's really, really interesting, is that they're designing it for players, which is 
which is true. That's how it mm. should be. They should be designing it to do a job of job of work on the pitch. But it's actually all the criticisms coming from people that it, arguably it's not being designed for. Yeah, but I, is it? Do you know I, what I mean? It's I can't dispute any of that. And the, what I did hear that this one dries thirty percent if you sweat into it, dries like thirty percent quicker than the previous one. So I, I suppose the principle is that if you drop beer on it, that will dry quicker as well. So maybe that's yes. a, a dual benefit there for wearing it in the pub. But no, I um, I think it's it's a dangerous approach. We talked about it with boots as well. That yeah, it's it's fine making the perfect boot for Cristiano Ronaldo, but no one's as perfect as him in any way. Mm. So it's it why that boot will then sell is is almost pointless because you're you're not him. It's not made for your foot. It's made for his foot. Mm. So, so the football player having this molded this shirt molded to his skin and and Umbro did that with the two thousand and nine one and it it still kind of worked worked out. I remember asking. David Blanche about it and saying who was the one of the designers, one of the main designers on that project, and said, "Okay, but it's well, the bloke. I haven't got a body like that, and I've seen a lot of England fans, and and they don't either. So no. you you're catering for the player, and it's this whole tailored thing. But what's it going to look like on the supporter? And that's your market. But and he got round it. I don't know. He, I suppose it said it." This is the idea of it's not tight fit. When you say something's tight fit, that's what scares people. But if you remember that shirt, the 2009 England shirt, it was fantastic, but no one wore it in the right size. Everyone wore it two sizes too big. So then it became a run-of-the-mill polo shirt, which was the accusation at the time. So... (laughs) Basing it on fit, it's... it's, um... It's a risky strategy, isn't it? And of course, we. this is the thing with this shirt, this kit in particular, that it seems to be full of contradictions. Everything about it, you know, the fact that they're basing it on designing it for players, yet really kit design has been designing for, for supporters for years. So what's, you know, is it smoke and mirrors? Are they really doing, are they really doing this? What's the, what's the agenda here, you know? Uh, these 1% things uh, are important. So the idea that, this time they're saying to the players, and they did it with, with the 2010 England away shirt, the red one. They said to the players, okay, you don't need a base layer anymore because this is mm. the base layer and the outer shirt. So it's exactly the same thing. It's, it's, that is history repeating itself. So they're saying again, it seems, you don't, because none of the marketing shots seem to have a base layer in them. Just just thought of that. Just I'm looking at the one with Rooney here and he hasn't got one on. And mm. the there was a France kit I think it's the France away shirt for the 2012 European Championships. If you look at the marketing images on that, every player's wearing a base layer. And it's, right. it's I, I think it was a marketing thing that if you want to buy the shirt, then if you want to buy the authentic version of the shirt, which is like the player's version, then you need to buy the base, base layer with it. So that was something they were pushing at the time. Mm. The, the irony of that is always this, this wicking thing and the mesh and all these different things that that's fine if it's in contact with the skin but if you're wearing a base layer you've mm. got another layer of fabric in between so is the technology going to even work or is of it going to hold the sweat in between the two layers so does wicking yeah or is the whole or is the whole culture just slowly slowly disappearing up its own rear end <laughs> i think yeah maybe Wait, it, but we know. did that years ago so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we yeah. can't 
Without being hypocritical for to 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 beat them with that stick. But it's it's just it is funny looking at it again, and I'm I'm kind of in as I've said to a few people on Facebook, I'm in turmoil over it because I so like the design, you know, but it's mm. just what it means for football and what it means for football kits. That's what is worrying me. I I kind of you, you know there's so many nice details on it. The way the the little stripes on the cuffs are great, but of course then when you see it rolled out across every other team, you think, ah, oh, okay. Mm. But is it part of Nike's, you know, technology? It's all about technology. This is just a uniform. It's different colours. Get over it. It's that kind of feel, isn't it? You know, have yeah. we seen Have we seen a major um, supplier roll out so many shirts at one time that are, in construction terms, exactly the same? I don't think we have. No. Um, the, the thing that it reminds me of, I think it's the 2009... Um, I think it's 2009 the uh, adidas ranges then and chelsea had something that looked like a, a robocop suit um you, you probably won't remember it because it was is that the one is that the one like people said it looked like a sports bra at the top yeah yeah that's the one yeah oh, you do remember great. why I did i doubt that, you yeah. well i love that shirt i thought that was a wonderful shirt oh okay interesting i i was against it because it came out around the same time i think that was 2008 actually because it came out around the same time as the Taylor by England range. And, and it was like, Umbro came along and went, you don't need any of that structure. You make the shirt right. look nice and you can still include the same technology, that, the, the technological benefits that you're getting by making this structured shirt. And Adidas had to sort of toddle off with their tail between their legs and start making mm. more classic kits again. Because they, they had said, oh, we've got this advancement, but now it... Now someone else has come along and told us no. Yeah, the, the, the clash of stars was was massive to see them, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing um, with what you say about this is a controversial shirt, and and people are up in arms about it, and but then they call for the return of Admiral. Now that's mm. that's contradictory, isn't it? Really, when you think what Admiral brought in for England. It is. I mean, I had a, I had a couple of really interesting chats on Facebook the other day about this, and um, I was accused of telling people what to like when, in fact, it's utter nonsense. I mean, I love the debate. I mean, if we all agreed, wouldn't it be awful? But yeah, the Admiral thing. I don't. I mean, personally, I don't get the love for the Admiral shirts. I think it comes from a nostalgia because it, it's it's a totally misleading identity for England. Um, someone pointed out quite recently. I think it was Shaky actually said that. Of course, at the time. St George's Cross really wasn't established, not established. Mm. It wasn't, it, it was the Union Jack. It was all about the Union Jack at the time. So yeah. maybe it made sense. But you're quite right. This is, um, this is actually mild. It really isn't it when you compare it to the, the, the Admiral shirt in terms of controversy. Yeah. The, so I think if you look at the 82 shirt, I think it's on a par with the 80, the one that England wore in, in, uh, Espana 82 World Cup. So, with the bars across the shoulders, um, the yeah. blue and the red. Now, that one came about, and that one was accepted, I think, because the previous one had had brought trim in, and it was a lot of trim, but it was done yeah. in a slightly more um, palatable way because it was like a stripe on the shoulders. So we'd seen stripe on the shoulders and sleeve before, and it was on the yeah. cuffs, so a little bit, bit of trim on the cuffs. It wasn't too much of a big deal. It was a lot of colour, and also the Union Jack was synonymous with England at the time and up to say Italia 90 it was so mm. the but the 82 one would have been hugely controversial if it had come directly after a plain white kit I think so it yeah, was oh, crikey. It, yes definitely 
it was two two steps got got us there, so it was accepted. Um, yeah, Italia ninety was the last tournament I think, maybe Euro ninety two when Union Jacks were like a a big deal for England fans, and since then it's been it's been the St George's Cross. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean this. <laughs> It's so, this is very, very different to have a Raglan sleeve and a contrast Raglan sleeve. That's the key, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Th- the other thing, obviously, is the red socks. Well, before we get before we slip right down to the socks, we must just mention as well this whole technology, this new weave, the um, is it the Aeroswift fabric they're using? It's yeah. actually the first time the shorts and the shirt are made from the same fabric, apparently. Ah. So there's a there's a uniformity there, and I know that I I think you know we've talked before about groundbreaking designs when they're trying to make all in ones kind of kits, if you like. Mm. Maybe this is a slight move towards that because sh- unbelievably the shorts are the same fabric, which is I I find that quite interesting. People, yeah, people might not, but I I did read this. Um, r- we've got to remember something that we are talking about the authentic kits that have been launched. Nothing's on sale yet, I don't think. I have. I went no. to Kitbag earlier um, to check what what they've got on sale, and they don't even mention that there is a New England kit. So, I so they're not even doing pre-sales. So we have to wait and see what the replica version or the fans version actually looks like. Uh, for example, I don't think I I can barely even see that there is a crest on the England shirt. It looks very nice, but there's no substance to it. And on, it, uh, on the crest, what do you mean? On the so so the. Sh- England three lions crest on the shirt doesn't seem to have any depth on the on the launch pictures I've seen. So the players, it's a heat transfer of of nothing. It, or, or have you seen something different? Is it? Um, do you mean the actual the main the main crest on the front of the shirt? Yeah, it, it seems it seems almost it's not sublimated, but it looks like it could be sublimated. It doesn't seem to be any three three dimensional depth to it. Mm, could be. Now yeah, the, the supporter shirt is not going to have that. Ah, I take your point. Yeah, I see where you're going now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We do need to wait and see. <laughs> we don't because we're doing the podcast now, so forget that idea. But we, mm. there is a, an element to, to seeing what is actually released for the public to buy, which maybe that is more important. And the cut will be different. Because... Well, of course, and the other thing as well that's come out, there's been the old price issue because, uh, you know, the Daily Mail, that, that ever, <laughs> ever the champions <laughs> of overpriced replica shirt controversies have come out you know and said that the, i think if you buy the, the kind of player standard one it's 90 mm. quid even mm. they ignore the fact that the standard replica will probably be about 40 quid cheaper than that but they're, they're yeah. pushing that so clearly there's going to be different levels of um accuracy i guess oh it's, it's such bullshit i can't even <laughs> i can't even stand those articles it's no, just it's tired isn't it what it's you really you spend tired. your money on Look at anyone who subscribes to the Daily Mail. How much? Are th- how much money are they wasting? So exactly. It... <laughs> no. But I think going back, obviously we've got two things to consider. One is the construction, the the construction, the technology, the fabric, which I'm guessing most football kit fans and probably most football fans aren't that interested in. And of course, as you said, and you were, before I so rudely sidetracked you, looking at the socks and why they're red and how that fits in with it all. Because that's a that's a very again it's a very uh, is it a risky strategy is it a two fingers to the fans strategy I I don't know oh it, it's this other thing of doing both it's the Scotland kit with oh they've got raglan sleeves they've got white raglan sleeves 
Oh, but we've also got tartan on it. Well, why do you need tartan as well? So if you're going to do the, the sky blue sleeves thing, why have you also got red socks? You don't need two points of interest like that, I don't think. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think we, we probably bored people stupid on our last last time I was I was a guest with you <laughs> and we talked about the contrasting socks and how I quite like them I like the the perverse nature of them mm. and even now looking at this England kit in its full kind of like invisible man inflated shirt look that Nike still seem to be going with although it, it doesn't mm. show the shirt off to its best qualities at all but it it looks it looks kind of magnificent in a way because it looks so it does look very futuristic it looks really ahead of the game yeah whether that is the color combination combined with the fit i don't i don't know but from a traditional point of view oh crikey it must really be winding england fans and i'm saying this as a scottish supporter it must be really winding england fans up that there's such a clash there that it doesn't seem to work as a as a uniform outfit yeah um so something I, I one of the marketing terms they're using is superhero. So it's yeah, uh, okay, I get that. And you do look at the kit now, and it looks a little bit like in nineteen ninety, like an artist mock up of what kits will look like in the the twenty tens. This is what yeah. they're going to look like, and they're going to be full of technology, and they're going to be tight. They're going to be so tight. So say well, in in the early nineties, if you suggested that a kit would be this tight it would have looked out of this world i would have thought well i often bore people with this story i i, I don't know if you remember that back in the early 90s there was a massive thing for cycling shorts that players were wearing underneath mm. their regular shorts and i stood up one night in the pub and confidently predicted that in 10 years all kits wouldn't have shorts they'd all be wearing cycling shorts yeah maybe i was 20 years out but from what Jason Lee was saying maybe that is the way it's going to go. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Well, that that's, that has been done on on design football several times. So to, there's there was one designer who did all his kits like that with tight shorts. But the principle is the same. The the idea mm. they're slimmer cut now than they have been before. If you look yeah. at say five years ago, they were yeah, incredibly definitely. long, incredibly baggy, which is completely pointless. There's and absolutely still long no now, need. Aren't they? Still, so what? What, what do you? What do you think? Because I think you you touched on this um, kind of sock colour anomaly last time we spoke. Why do you think they've gone? Because I know they've they've referenced the England Brazil nineteen eighty four game where John. I think it's a game where John Barnes scored that yeah. classic goal. They've referenced that with this shirt design and the marketing, and I think. I don't know why they did that because that was that was a mismatch of different kits. That wasn't it didn't look good. It was just what they had to wear to avoid a clash. I, they're using that as their point of reference. We're influenced by this. I I uh, I don't have a problem with either of those things. I actually on on two counts I don't have a problem with that. I like I don't mind the look. I I think the look is good. Maybe because it jars a little bit, but I sometimes like things that jar. Uh, I also don't have a problem with the reasons behind it so if things happen it maybe view it as serendipity or something i don't know that the mm. circumstances have dictated something but that doesn't make it bad that that's the case so <laughs> something that i've noticed before and I'll, I'll bring this up again because i think it's hilarious but uh arsenal used to play play against southampton in the 90s uh, early 90s and there was like a kit clash so they used to wear their 89 to uh, sorry 88 to 91 away shirt which is the famous Anfield shirt but they used to wear it with the home shorts oh, which yeah. <laughs> and 
and in 88 to 90 those shorts the two seasons they did this they and then they did it in the next season with the other home shorts but with these home shorts they were white shorts with big blue panels down the side so incredibly mismatching and everyone said it looked ugly and terrible but then i i'm pretty sure if again if it's on flashed up on your screen i'm i've got this right if it hasn't flashed up on your screen i'm talking rubbish um it's tottenham actually released a kit in those colors in a Oh, they did. A yellow shirt with blue sleeves and white shorts with big blue panel, panels down the side. An Adidas kit like that, which I don't was know whether one... it was... Didn't was... they wear that for the um, League Cup final? Is that the... No. Wasn't that the... No, it wasn't the special I... one they did for that game. No, so... I think it's the following season. So it's it's very similar to that one, but I think it's an actual kit because that was like a one-off kit that they wore in the final. But I think this one is maybe the following season or not, or something like okay. that. Or season... I think it's the following season that they had it all... Maybe the season before. I can't. I can't really. Yeah, remember. it was ninety nine, two thousand. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I should just go and pick up your book. It'll be in there somewhere. I've got, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's. But it is. Um. No, it's interesting. But you see, that's really wound up the, the the fans as well. And I can't help but look at it and think, okay, couldn't you have just put in a little sliver of red? Because I mean, coming from from a design and color point mm. of view, I'd like just in a sliver of red somewhere in that shirt and shorts, just to balance that out. Yeah. Although I did read somewhere, and I've I've not been able to find it again. There is an implication by Nike that that blue stripe that runs down the side of the shirt and the shorts is has a kind of reddish tinge to it or has some yeah. kind of red magic going on with it. Have you read that as well? Okay, so if this is the case, then this is when the movement comes in. So when you're moving and you're running, yeah. it stretches that stripe and you can see flashes of red. That's quite good if that's the case. I haven't it's seen that. Al- yeah, something along those lines. And I thought, okay, right, that's interesting. Okay, so the kit is complete when the player is in full flow. Then, so that's a nice idea. That's a lovely way of putting it. But yeah, that's kind of kind of it. But it's um, what I have a problem with from a design point of view. I think it's cracking. I think it looks great, and I stick my neck out and still say that. My problem with it is, is it too far away from what England fans want? And shouldn't you be giving them what the fans want? What you know? And and really. I mean, Nike got a lot of stick for their first England kit because everyone said the blue was too dark, which was, uh, I don't know, a bit fussy, but maybe there was an element of truth in it. Mm. But really, England haven't played in the traditional colours that people want to see them in for years now. And it's it's in, it's always been this white short business going on. Yeah. Uh, so and, it's e- and, it's, and, it's, and it's even more perverse now that they're saying, well, do you know what? We're not even going to do the navy shorts, but to make matters even worse... We're going to give them red socks. It's almost like deliberately winding people up. And that's what I don't get. Yeah. The um, the first Nike kit, did that not have uh, navy shorts? It had the navy round neck collar, didn't it? Did that's that right, one... navy shorts, but it, they were really dark. And, of course, everyone then oh, said, right. oh, it looks like Germany. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which was, yeah, right. I thought, a bit silly. But, yeah. What do you think of the away kit, though, Jan? That, that works... I'd imagine for the for the traditionalists that works well. Yeah. Uh, firstly, the, the just on the socks. The last thing I'll say about that is I didn't necessarily want the colour to tie in, but I wanted something England specific to tie in. So whether it was like a a lion symbol or the three lions or something on the sock that referred that that tied it into the kit, so you could say it was the same, rather mm. than let's say a pair of team wear socks that they'd they'd have to pick up through necessity, like against Brazil, let's say. Yeah that they'd say gone to a sports shop and picked it up because they needed some or they 
they went to Nike and said we need some Red Sox specifically for this game because something's gone wrong with a kick clash. That's it could slip into that. If there was something very specific to the Eng- England or the FA or something that could tie in with the rest of the kit, then I would have been mm-hmm. happy that the colour didn't tie in necessarily. But that that's a separate thing. The, the away kit is it, again it's the same. Um, it's the same template as all, all the other these other Nike yeah. kits, but it's got like it's a tonal thing. So there's a darker stripes, aren't they? Almost a burgundy. Uh, so darker sleeves, raglan sleeves, right. like a burgundy, mm. and then a bright red front. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. blue socks. Is that right? That's right. Well, blue socks. Yeah. Um, I'm underwhelmed by that one. I think the big okay. impact has happened with the the home kit. So that, that everything's been focused on that. This mm. is a rare thing as well. It's something that Umbro didn't used to do, is release the two kits at the same time. Wow, well, I mean, this is, again, it kind of leads me on to the other issue. They've released all their kits at this time, which is, it really is saying, this is this is standard uniform. Nothing mm. fancy. They're all the same. They're all going out at the same time. It is quite a change, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but that, again fits in with this idea of the evolution of the technology because you're saying how dare we allow some of our our teams that we have a contract with to wear outdated or redundant technology where now we know that this is how you do it this is how you've got to wick the sweat and this is how you've got to make it lighter and breathable and and the movement thing because other teams could within could be within their rights to say well done they've got that if we play against England, we're the USA. If we play against England, they're going to have an unfair disadvantage. Well, why? Why should they have a? a, a sorry, we're going to have a, a disadvantage. Yeah. Why should they have an advantage over us? Because they've got a new kit where we're actually with the same supplier. So what's our, the point of having sweat a won't wick as quick yeah. as their sweat? And that's that's a massive and, thing, isn't it? Yeah, we, or is it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> is it? Well, but that has to be the the marketing line, doesn't it? We release all these at the same time. Yeah, and of course, either that's true or it's PRBS. But it's if it's true, then it really is what you've said, and I think you've put it brilliantly. Is to say that it really is technology that's driving this, and they're almost saying, "Look, you know, this kit is so good, it's so special. It's not even available in another form. It's only this design, and we'll just colour it up according." You know, it's 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 really putting the emphasis on technology and saying this is the best shirt we can produce the best kit we can produce therefore as you say level playing field it all needs to be the same yeah so you're probably right i think that's exactly it i i assume that that would have to be the way obviously tournaments are coming up so you you do have euro it is best to release kits before a tournament so that's that's logical so mm. you have uh euro 2016 for for england and uh you have the uh, Copper America Centenario uh, in America, so all of the American nations are going to play in this. Uh, okay, it's the centenary of the of the Copper America, which is quite surprising, really. That that's that's been going mm. on since the the nineteen tens, <laughs> yeah. a, a continental, uh, a cross continental tournament like that. Um, but, but 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 looking at looking at the other teams as well, though, Jamie, if we if we look at that Poland kit, switch those red shorts to navy shorts. There's the England kit that people want, surely. Uh, that, see, this is, I, I was looking at the Poland kit and I thought, Nigel Farage and, and Peter Bone, y- y- your idea that you don't want, let there is an idea there that, that you have a problem with there being so many Polish people in this country. Well, if it means that we don't get to see that 
shirt on the street very much because there's not as many poles in in England anymore. That would be a big problem for me because that is a great shirt. <laughs> it's, I mean, for, for those that haven't seen it, it's it's it is pure white. The trim on the on the top is red. The stripes down the side are red. Everything else is white about it. I, I mean, I think with a little bit of you know the trim on the collar on the neck that could be blue possibly and there there you go you've you've got your england kit there uh i well john you've actually please yeah you've you've missed out the most important element and it is a very light element but there's like a a swirly thing down the bottom did you not notice it i did because of course the england one they've got the they've got this superhero iron man style um, mesh pattern, haven't they, across the chest? I think Portugal have got it as well. But the Portuguese, the Poland one, you're right. It's got a different, it's got a different mesh kind of pattern going on. Well, it's is that a mesh down the bottom then, or is it? I thought it was like a supplemented print, but is it? Is that a mesh I, as well? I'm presuming it's a it's a weave. I mean, the the texture on the England shirt is created by a different weave with you know the breathable fabric and everything mm. else. Because I think they talk about this new AeroSwift, if that's the right name again, technology being so thin but still having strength and, and structure and sort of, in, mm. of fabric integrity. And I'm thinking they're just playing with the, um, the, the the gradient, the meshes, if you like, as as part of the actual construction. I don't think that's a sublimated print. You might, you might be right. Oh, no, uh, I, I, I'd imagine you're right. Uh, generally speaking, <laughs> that tends to be the way. Um, the This thing with the, the meshes and the, the technology here is quite, whether you believe it or not, it's... it's quite entertaining that this is the new way of going about it so you have a loose mesh and you have a tight mesh and you have uh, uh they call it knits and they call it weaves and all these different things when a couple of years ago or even probably the last kits the big thing they were talking about was laser cut holes ventilation holes now that's something they've got rid of so we've essentially gone from how do you keep players cool we just tear a hole in the shirt and and now we're saying actually we'll we'll sew the shirt in a way that so that is a big mm. advancement but it's you only notice it now that they've done something which which actually does take a little bit of effort so before it was in effect it was just marketing because they were going oh look at this laser cut holes so we've got them the right size and yeah just cutting holes in it <laughs> <laughs> You're dressing it up, but you you are just cutting holes in the shirt in order to to let the sweat out or the the player to player skin to breathe or whatever it means. Yeah, and that's a that would that would be a basic thing. That would be a basic approach to it. I would have thought. Well, it is, it is, but again, you know, people always fling the lazy designer tag that sort of slagging off comes out, and in many respects, that's a lazy criticism because. <laughs> you know, the amount of work that's clearly gone into the design of the the construction of the shirt is not lazy. Of course, it's not. But what people are criticising is, I guess, the um, the choices of colours and the fact that they're all the same. And that's that becomes the easy way to say, oh, they're just being lazy. Let's not bother doing a different design. But there's got to be reasons behind it. Ah, mm. oh, you could trust it a lot more now when they say we're doing this thing we're, we're doing it for every kit across the board and we're yeah. doing it at the same time that that will instill a little bit more confidence because you go oh okay so so you you're practicing what you're preaching there because everyone's got it that's right so that's I, right. you do buy that a little bit more uh, just to talk about some of the other kits um mm. france and and usa would probably be the the interesting ones for me which i'll get into in in just a second um 
so they've got alternate sleeved they're alternate sleeved uh, France away and USA away yeah uh, USA away is black with one red sleeve and one blue sleeve the France away is white with one red sleeve and one blue sleeve which again would annoy you a little bit if you're a fan of both of those countries that have such similar mm. design features there wouldn't it it would do i mean the, the french one's always really difficult because nike haven't in my view haven't gone too far wrong with french shirts in the past and mm. um it's very difficult to keep improving on them or trying to improve on them but um yeah the, the contrasting sleeves i don't know not sure about that i um so i obviously as as these kits were launched i sorry one more i want to talk about is the the turkey one which has like a, yeah. a bizarre mesh to it. Have you seen this? Yeah, I mean, the, I thought the turkey ones were really good, actually. Possibly the strongest of them because they were the most groundbreaking in terms of colour. Because obviously people um, people got to remember that when, when they design it, it's like, um, it's like a team, isn't it? One designer focuses on fabric, the other designer focuses on colour and graphics and, you know, size of badge and everything else. So I think they've really gone to town with the turkey ones. And... Actually, even the Croatia away works very well as well. I like that one, the two-tone blue. Yeah, that's a that's one I've I've heard a lot of people talking up um, regarding the Turkey one. Uh, mm. The that mesh thing, it's something that I've seen. It it looks like the fly wire, which is something that that Nike did in boots and trainers and stuff for a few years, which is like loads of little wires, which it's part of the construction and then they stretch and it's all it's all tied to the same thing but they've been doing it for about eight or nine years i think um okay. so it's very thin it looks like fishing wire across the whole garment whatever it is but mm. i don't think they ever did football kits with it but that looks like it could be it's not but it has that effect um the other thing is it reminds me of there's a scene in the film resident evil where there's a laser security system and so there's they break into a building which has this laser security system. It's a laser that goes down a corridor and you need to duck out the way or it'll sort of cut you in half. And uh, okay. it's particularly gruesome. And But they've they've got... They're sort of getting to, uh, get to grips with it. And one the last person's left in there and he thinks, all right, I'm jumping over it when it's low and I'm ducking under it when it's high. And then it comes towards him and turns into a big grid, big mesh grid. And uh, yeah, things don't work out too well for him then. And that reminds you of that. It reminds me of that, yeah. <laughs> but this, this, it, that just there's an insight into my mind there as well. But um, the you could check that out on on YouTube, and I found it on YouTube the other day. But tread very, very carefully because it's uh, it's okay. unpleasant. It's, it's really, really nice. unpleasant. The, the turkey one has that come from a. There is, a, I, I seem to remember reading something. It does come from some kind of Turk, Turkish culture, Turkish tradition. Is that right? Is there something? There's yeah, a, there's a specific reason for that, I think. Yeah, they have um, these laser security systems in all, all their government buildings. <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't heard that, but if you go to I the Nike website, then Nike website, you... they'll have some uh, stuff about that. I would have thought. But if if that is the case, then really, when you look at these kits, it is the last. That would arguably be the last knockings of the. Um the kind of conceptual kit design wouldn't it because none of the others i can't see i don't know if nike have come out and said why there's pale blue or ice ice blue whatever they're calling it on the england shirt it seems like have have the you know has the conceptual design finally gone out the window now you know has that has that died to death i don't know um so well there's two things there's 
there's there was recently a, a Daily Mirror article which listed the in order the last thirty nine England kits, so home away third. And what it put as the spoiler alert, <laughs> just turn the volume down now if you don't want to know and you want to go to that article <laughs> and find out what they say is the best. The best one, which is such a, I would describe as a hipster dick move, is they picked as the best kit the 1990 third shirt, which is oh, nice, yeah. but which is Dennis Wise scored against Turkey, funnily enough, with a handball. And that was the only match it was ever worn in. And the picture they used for it was, I think it's Bernard Sumner wearing it in yeah, the, the World New in Motion Order. video for New Order. Yeah. Now, for, to say that is the best, it is nice. It's a great shirt, and I do like it. But to call it the best England shirt, I mean, essentially, you're calling it the best England shirt ever. It's. Do you know, I, I, I really wish some of these newspapers would come to somebody who knows stuff there's there's plenty of people out there who know so much about kits come work with someone and you know and and figure it out between you but it's these people sitting there who um, well i don't know it I, it is a daft choice i i gave up halfway through the article it was there was some interesting bits in it but it seemed to be over overwhelmingly negative for most of them i kind of lost a bit of <laughs> lost a bit of faith so i didn't get that far in in fairness to them they did actually feature the um the 50 greatest football shirts ever that we did didn't they i think they oh, i think they, they lifted it and, <laughs> and, they, and they did it in a nice way oh. they, they linked and gave proper credit and stuff so they're not did that they? bad oh, yeah mirror okay. football oh, mirror I'll football take that right. all back daily mirror, daily mirror <laughs> yeah sorry about that uh yeah no the the <laughs> only the only clubs uh team specific things i've noticed is if you pop the cuffs on the england shirt uh one of the cuffs says three and the other cuff says lions i think Okay. Yeah. So I don't. I I, I can imagine fans. Now we don't want to have too much of a stereotypical idea of what an England fan is, but an England fan showing that to his mates. I mean, he's drunk anyway, and he's watching England beating the foreigners or losing to the foreigners one way or another, and he he pops his cuffs and he this one says free. What, what do you think of that? He pops his cuffs. I love he that pop, phrase. Pops his cuffs. <laughs> I, did, but I didn't realise. I didn't realise that you had to pop them, as you say. I thought that was yeah. already there. So you actually have to fold them up, right? Okay. Oh yeah. No, I think you need to fold them up to see those details. Yeah, they wouldn't. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't just have that exposed. No, no, no. You have to. You have to work for yeah. the the nickname <laughs> club nickname. No, it's it. It seems that seems random. I would have preferred something. It's it's very like does what it says on the tin. Have a picture of a lion or something or. I don't know, Rose maybe or something there. That would have been nice. But to say, to have the words three and lions. But what's in, I I just think though, Jay, with this one, I think if they'd acknowledged a bit of more, a bit more of England tradition, and I find myself again, I'm at odds with it because I love the way the shirt looks. But I can't help thinking you've got to please the fans. They want to, they want to see their team. They want to see their team looking like their team. And I kind of, I just can't help but think, should they have acknowledged a little bit more of uh, tradition there? I don't know. It's it, I, I, it's an odd one. I, I, I'll go back to my original point. You could do one or the other. And there's no need to do mm. both. So if you want to change mm. things, then change one thing. But don't do not do both. That's that's mm. that's where the artistic license, that that is. Uh, otherwise, you're unlicensed. Um, mm. Yeah. I, not... 
Anyway, it's... <laughs> oh, we, we wait to see what the replica versions look like. And the other thing is, when Umbro did this, and this is where it gets interested for me, uh, when Umbro did this in 2010 with the England away kit, they said, okay, you don't need a base layer anymore. You wear the long sleeves, and that's like wearing a base layer. You are... They really, really did exactly what Nike are doing now. Mm. And all the players just went, well, I like wearing a base layer. So they, yeah. they wore the short sleeve version with a base layer. So Wayne Rooney, who was the in the first game, they wore it against Egypt. Wayne Rooney, who was like the main man, I don't know if he was wearing Nike, oh, he was wearing Nike boots at the time, but Nike and Umbro were virtually synonymous. So all the launches were for Nike kits and Umbro kits together for, mm. for Euro, uh, so for the 2010 World Cup. And so in the first game, Rooney insisted on wearing a base layer with a short sleeve shirt. Which is, right, yeah. which is terrible for marketing, really. Um, so th the players will do what they want. So despite the fact that no base layers have actually been revealed as yet, as far as I've seen, although there is a, there's a weird jacket thing. That's another thing. Oh, okay. There's a weird tight jacket, like tracksuit top, which every country has got. And there's a USA one, which is, seems to be in exactly the same colours as the England away shirt. So again, it, it slips into this thing mm. that this is just a template. Yeah. And it's the same design. So it looks like a long sleeve version of the shirt, but it's got a zip and pockets. Mm. Don't get me started on mismatching tracksuits. That's another topic. I'm just looking actually, Jay, on the, I've blown up one of the pictures of the England, uh, of the new one, the home one. It's still got dry fit on the, uh, on the shirt. I wouldn't have thought it would be a dry fit shirt though, would it? If what we've said is true. Oh, I some of the, the, so, uh, I don't know about Nike, but with Adidas, there's plenty of different... Yeah, I have read that yeah. these are still dry fit. With Adidas, they put various labels on it, but it will include other technologies as well. So, they put the most prominent or the most... Maybe the most marketable, because this, mm. this vapor thing maybe isn't recognisable, but dry fit still means something to people, so... Unless the dry fit is a replica and the... And the vapor one's going to be the um, claimer oh, shirt. I don't know. Yeah, Could like be. like Climacool cool shirts and uh, Adi Zero shirts for Adidas, maybe. Hmm. But I think we need to sort of wait and see how this all settles down, um, and and see what the reaction reaction is later. Because at the moment, it's it's pretty damning. But I, I suspect people might change their minds. See it in action. I think it's going to look all right. Mm, okay. Now, uh, I I do need to get my base layer bit in. So. The players uh, will end up wearing base layers, but what are the base layers going to look like? There are several teams, USA and Fr well, USA and France, I think, are the only teams who have alternate sleeved uh, shirts. If they're wearing base layers with them, then the base layers should be alternate sleeved. So I was looking forward to this, waiting for the launches. It hasn't happened. I feel like a little bit of an idiot because I was thinking I was going <laughs> to see alternate sleeve base layers for the first time. But I still am not sure. And now my thinking is, because I have seen the new base layer range, I think what's going to happen is they've certain players will wear base layers and the base layer will be in the base colour. So for the France away shirt, it would be in white. And for the yeah. uh, USA shirt, it will be black. Um, and it will have a, the start of the... as the base layer comes out of the short sleeve shirt, there will be a little bit of colour, the same colour as the sleeve, and then that will gradually fade out by the elbow. That's what I'm expecting. Okay. That is my prediction now. I've changed my prediction. 
So th let's see whether that happens. And that is all we need to say on the subject. We don't need to talk about base layers any more than that. I am disappointed. <laughs> I am disappointed, but I have also made a prediction. So let's see how wrong that is this what time. Let's see yeah, Okay. Good, good. Uh, the other thing, uh, Croatia socks. Have you seen those? No. What are they like? Checkerboard socks. So the red and white checkerboard effect is put on the socks as well. Ah, uh, okay. Of the shirt. The shirt, I actually, I like the away. The home, uh, I like because it, it references the uh, France 98 shirt, which is quite famous with the flowing flag. So the flag... Mm -hmm flapping in the wind kind of thing so it's got that effect and the socks are checkerboard uh the socks are ridiculous oh I think. yeah Inter i see them now i mm. see them now interesting yeah okay oh sorry i need to mention something else about base layers uh the athletics people so for the rio olympics let's say uh track and field they have base layers they have like a short sleeve shirt which is the vapor nike vapor thing and they also have yeah. like a, a sleeve a base layer sleeve like the shooting sleeve that nba players have so okay. that's a, so maybe the base layer is dead but if you want to wick your arms then you can wear a sleeve so we'll see if football has those as well i don't i'm, I'm still not convinced about the base layer qualities of this shirt i think that's that's still a um still a, still an issue there but uh we, we'll see we'll see mm. jay We'll see on that. So I'm going to stop talking about base layers now. This is, I promise very, it this time. If I can just say really quickly as well, if you look, if anyone looks on the on the Nike website, they've got some really really massive high res images of the kits on there, and it's not so much on the England one. But if you look at the Croatia one, for example, you will see how those little slivers of additional colour are in those stripes. So that's when, as we said before, in movement, that's when you're, we're going to see these flashes of red apparently. So that might England be. Shirt. Yeah, on the English shirt. So okay. that's going to be a really interesting to see if they pull that off because that, that might fall a bit flat, but it might look stunning. We'll okay. see. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Um, the other... Oh no, I, <laughs> I'm going to break my promise straight away. Uh, have you seen the Afghanistan kits? Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts? I have. I, well, I don't know. I I think they're brilliant. 
I, I mean, I really, really rate Hummel anyway. I think mm. they're one of the, the, you know, the real sleeping giants of of, of uh, sportswear. But I think that that does the trick. It, you know, it's really a, a, looking at what cultures, looking at the way people want to wear that the the sport, the, the the apparel, looking at the culture of the country, the religion, everything else going into it. They've considered it all. And they've adjusted things accordingly, mm. and that's what I think you know kit designers should be doing. So it, it's it's proper, it's official, it's not being customised um, by the players, if you know what I mean. So I think it's a really good thing. Sorry, to, just to let people know, if you haven't seen the Af- yeah, Afghanistan seen kits, this, yeah. the uh, the it's the outer shirt is uh, very contoured, and it has references to Afghan culture. I, I would presume I haven't looked into it, but I love the actual effect of the shirt that they've managed to make it 3d on the shirt so it's like an embossed effect very very clever mm-hmm. and it's a nice design so the shirt is great but the female players um and you see this a lot i think iranian players are the same um they need to wear a hijab uh for for cultural reasons for religious reasons so they need to be basically covered the hair needs to be covered and so on uh and their their skin needs to be covered virtually in its entirety so arms being bare is is not okay i don't think either so they've been hummel have made them like a a base layer hijab uh which is is well it's it's a first really and i think it's just to echo what you've said there john that Mm. um it's great to to find some sort of compromise that works out and here's a problem and and here's how we solve it so that's uh, right, and good for them, and, and really making sure that the you know the shirt does all that it needs to do, because it's it's got to work for the players, but it's also got to work for the fans as well. Um, I, I realise that kind of contradicts what I've said before in a way, but it's it's kind of got to do both, hasn't it? And I think when they do something like this, it's really important that they uh, that they're taking these things on board. Mm. I mean, both works works for the the fan because the fan looks at the manufacturer and says, okay, well they've they've actually met the needs of of the country and the culture and mm. so there's an effort level in there that that has to be commended as well so obviously for the retail the retail version it's not really relevant but um people like the shirt because it's a, a good shirt and and also for the players they've done what what's required there so yeah and there's a, and there's a little good. bit the way hummel have approached this there's a little bit of um hum, not humility what's the word a kind of empathy and understanding mm. isn't there and I was going to do a dreadful pun about humility and Hummel there, but luckily I didn't. But I think with Nike, they've almost... They've, I wouldn't say the word arrogance, that's maybe maybe a bit strong, but it's a, it's in stark contrast to these Hummel shirts for Afghanistan, isn't it, I think? Uh, that that argument can be made, but I... It's, it's difficult. But they're going to say, and they're going to say, and rightly so, they're the designers, so... You know, I'm a designer myself, and you, you desperately want your clients to trust you that you know what you're doing. But of course, as soon as they lose faith in you, then that relationship's on rocky grounds, and that's what concerned me. Reading these comments, and of course, you're only looking at the people that shout the loudest. Is that trust in in that supplier? Is that wavering? I I but I don't worry about that. I don't I don't feel any sympathy at all because if they've got if they've said no we are going to do this because we know this is better and then the public says well we don't like it we're not going to buy it then 
you, you can't have sympathy for that really can you because they haven't gone to the market mm. and said what do these people want and they haven't respected that they know a little bit more about their own football team and their own country maybe so mm. if it if it backfires then you either say it serves you right or you say fair play to you for doing the right thing anyway even though mm. it's going to backfire mm. so it's it's maybe a <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn thing or something to say well this isn't going to win your votes you're never going to get into power but at least you can eventually look back and say and I was going to do the right thing for the country the country didn't want it yeah it's the integrity again isn't it mm-hmm. yeah oh it's an inch do you know what it's a it's leaves me in turmoil it, it just makes me re- it's, there's so many talking points surrounding it far far above whether they've got sky blue sleeves or not yeah well it's that we're talking about it and that's <laughs> that's what it's always all about since <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah it's uh far more important that we talk about things than yeah i mean <laughs> right. it, it's and bottle them up yeah it's it's got not got lost in the noise anyway so we're aware that there's a new england kit that's for sure <laughs> yeah and maybe that's the whole point who yeah, knows maybe it is <laughs> maybe it's we we've said that before that you a, a million people knowing that there's a new kit you, your conversion rate doesn't need to be high if you if yeah. you've made it, that many people know that it exists it, or you can make a fantastic kit that that the marketing doesn't doesn't get it noticed so mm. yeah it's all about the cash in the end uh, <laughs> uh, okay so that's been fantastic i think we've covered everything that i wanted to cover uh but that's yeah the the england kit has been has been launched we'll see when it's released and we'll we'll probably discuss the release version in a future podcast uh but for now that's that's the england kit reviewed even where is mm. where are our review copies where are, where why aren't we sent these shirts anymore john are you sent one no i've i used to get them <laughs> i used to get them from uh from umbro mm. and uh even a few sports sports um manufacture um sports shops i was doing reviews for as well at one point but it all seemed to have dried up a little bit so wow. i'd like to see one in the flesh if anyone's listening yeah and wants to send me one or oh, aj of course they should they, well they should really it's my podcast they should really be sent oh yeah me. yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, sorry about that i'd much rather literally tear it apart than just figuratively <laughs> no it's, but i think we've um hopefully we've kind of oh it's certainly given me an insight talking to you about it it's made me think of certain things differently and maybe maybe it has with others as well i don't know there's there's just plenty to debate there but it's it's um it's not all bad i think you know let's just look and see how it how it goes okay um yeah we are we're we're open to to having our minds changed by again we as we said at the beginning wait till we see the players wearing it and then we'll we'll make a an informed judgment and then you don't have to listen to this podcast but (laughs) too late now (laughs) Uh, okay, there a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, there is a new podcast called Attic Life. If you remember the Football Attic podcast, this podcast wouldn't exist if there hadn't been a, a Football Attic podcast. That's that's why this podcast exists. And possibly this podcast wouldn't exist if the Football Attic podcast hadn't actually stopped because there was a, a gap there that needed to be filled for me. So that's why we set this one up. One of the many reasons. We've both appeared on the Football Attic podcast in the past. Um, That has ceased to be. The Football Attic website is still available and people should visit that. But it's uh, they're not updated it with new new blog articles, unfortunately. 
but they have set up a new podcast called Attic Life. Uh, have you listened to this yet, John? I haven't, but it's on my on my download list of things to do because I think it'll be I think it will be a great listen. Knowing Rich and Chris, you know, as well as I'm not saying we know him really really well, but as well as we do, it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a brilliant listen. Yeah, uh, I've listened to it. It is a brilliant listen, um, but uh, I'm not sure whether you should be in a bad mood so it doesn't matter when you listen to this podcast, or be in a good mood so you can handle your mood being lowered a little bit by the podcast. It's not cheery. Let's let's put it that way. There's their memories are not of uh, incredibly pleasant things. God, but... you know, for a moment there, I thought you were talking specifically to me, as if John, don't be in a bad mood. I thought, <laughs> oh God, do they, do they really slate me or something? <laughs> no, no, uh, oh, no. Good. I don't think you're mentioned. You may be referred oh, to. I, I thought they were my friends. I didn't want them to say anything bad. No, they don't say anything bad about you. I think I think I think they talk about me quite a lot, but but they don't actually mention me. But they I think I think name. everyone's talking about me all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, when we talk about other people, it's just pseudonyms. It's really you yeah. we're talking about. That well, uh, my my solipsism suggests to me that everything is about me one way or another. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. So listen to the Attic Life podcast. You should check that one out. It's not Good. nothing to do well, with do. football really, uh, but everyone should listen to that. Uh, visit John's website as well. Uh, True Colors footballkits.com is that right john it is yeah there's, there's hopefully there's some stuff on there you'll find interesting it's not been updated for a while but i've got a few ideas in mind so maybe there'll be a bit of a, a rethink soon but there's hopefully if you're into kits i hope there's a few things there that you'll like if, if you haven't already read everything on the website the fact that it hasn't been updated recently is not an excuse not to visit that website because it's it's fantastic <laughs> there's galleries and very interesting articles everything on there is brilliant if you have five thousand years spare then you can read all the comments because don't, don't the comments go over a thousand comments on each article well there's one isn't there in particular i I'm, I'm kind of almost embarrassed to talk about it but yeah it's brilliant it goes on for ages and dennis was saying to me about doing a, a forum i think he even volunteered to manage it for me at one point and of course when it got to a uh, over a thousand comments i did think to myself hmm maybe he was right but there you go yeah uh that would be it would be good off topic i think we would class 900 yes. of those thousand comments as on each of those articles uh yeah so uh john's john's available on twitter as well true colors kits on twitter that's it yeah and true colors football kits there is a facebook page probably hasn't been updated recently either is that right john or has it no but it's um I've, yeah i've got to focus on a little bit more on my nine to five than i used to mm. so it's uh but i've still got i was talking to somebody this week about a few ideas so hopefully there'll be some new stuff on there soon yeah so uh go over there and, and like that as well uh we are on we are designfootball.com the website uh has a couple of competitions at the minute a crest competition and the atlanta united uh mls team football kit competition that's really good some brilliant entries there enter that and look at the other entries because they're great uh if you want to contact design football it's design football on twitter designfootball.com or facebook i'm j29ers as well if you want to talk to me that'd be great you can let me know what you think of the podcast or what you think of me uh be as abusive as you like i don't care uh and this has been fantastic thank you so much again john uh we've no, talked real, for a long real time pleasure, uh, but a pleasure talking to you always and massively insightful and 
you, you know everything so it's great well they're very kind but I, I but thank you for having me on that's really it's always always enjoy talking to you and really getting to the kind of getting under the skin of these shirts a bit as well brilliant okay we'll speak to you again soon then uh thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you again soon bye now head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.